Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel. And welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of a cloud broker organization with special guest cloud solution architects from Intel. Welcome, guys. I called you guys Cloud Solution Architects. You are part of our Cloud Solution Architect team. We've got Dave Shresta um, from the Cloud Solution Architect team. And we also have Kevin Blackman with us today. And they, they have a long, long heritage in cloud brokerage. Um, at Intel, you guys founded the cloud brokerage uh, team, right? That's right. That's right. Thanks for having us today. I am so glad that you guys came on. Now, tell me a little bit about what is this internal cloud broker organization that you guys did and why it's so important? Uh, I, I can kick it off, yeah. Um, so at, at Intel, we really uh, wanted to focus on uh, public cloud uh, usage. Uh, and this is about seven, seven years ago, I think now. Uh, we had uh, a group of people that were consuming the public cloud and all they were doing was swiping their um, uh, credit cards and, and just spending I was one money. of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was one yep. of those. <laughs> so, you know, this, this, the spending just got way out of control and everybody was doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, security was, you know, all over the place. People were just kind of, you know, wild, wild west out there, right? So, um as part of the IT organization, it was it was uh, Dave and I's responsibility to kind of rein it all in and build a kind of an, an organization and, and a and a you know an ordering of, of things, right? Keep people uh, accountable for what they're doing out there. Uh, so that's um, what kind of forced us to create the cloud broker organization. You know, it's funny because I remember when you guys formed. Um, I was not happy that you started squashing my. Uh... <laughs> my instances. Um, but uh, later on, I realized, yeah, this is really an important role because you are right. Costs were out of control. I even got caught with an instance that had been running for a couple of weeks with it doing nothing. Um, that was just chewing up money. You oh know? yeah. It, it can really, really run up your bill really quickly and it doesn't need to, right? You can, you can, there's so much you can do with the cloud to turn things off. You can schedule, automate scheduling, of instances when they run, when they don't run. So there's a lot of value that we can provide. Well, and I'm glad I'm glad that Intel uh, did that. And you guys were kind of on the forefront. Of, I know a lot of my customers today are just now starting to get their hands around the importance of managing their cloud asset, assets. And you guys did this through kind of a centralized approach, right? Uh, yeah, so what we decided to do is we brought in all of our uh, cloud providers under, underneath one group. Uh, and then we, you know, um, went through and organized those vendors and created enterprise contracts with those vendors, got all of our ducks in a row, made sure that uh, all of the billing was set up to go through one organization. Uh, so IT would own essentially the billing and the, and the uh, or, you know, negotiations of contracts and all of that. Uh, for all of our business groups, which made it really, really beneficial because all of these business groups, you know, they would get hit with these credit card charges and, you know, our finance organization told them to stop doing that and they had to create their own POs. So instead of having 50 different POs for each different business group that wanted to use the public cloud, IT went in and managed the one single PO 
and then we end up doing internal billing to back to the to different um, business groups. So it saved it saved the company overall money because, I mean, collectively, Intel is going to has more purchasing power now. Uh, right, it does. Yeah, not only that, um, by having it in this, all of our you know accounts under one master PO, we're able to uh, you know not just negotiate um, a better discount enterprise discount programs, but we're able to also move on to more advanced cost saving uh, opportunities like purchasing um, reserved capacity at a master payer level, where that where you know we could get additional discounts instead of paying on demand prices. We could also, you know, where where you know, it doesn't make sense to buy it at a master payer level, we could identify, uh, you know, workload workloads and you know accounts where we could work with individual account owners to buy it for their accounts, you know, and that way we could pass on the savings as well. So there were different opportunities that comes up once you you know corral all of the accounts together under under master payer. So the, I can see I can see a lot, of, a lot of the benefits. I mean that seems pretty straightforward. How was it in the beginning getting it started? Because um, it was you too that started it. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, it was difficult. I mean, you know, in the beginning the, we had uh, what we called um, a lot of cloud escapes, where you know uh, people were still you know even though they were required to go through us to a central IIT. Um, you know, to go to request a public cloud account, we still had a lot of people use their corporate credit cards, even their even personal credit cards, to open up accounts. So we worked with um, our procurement team to actually, you know, prevent people from doing, uh, uh, you know, reimbursement to to get reimbursement if they use, uh, you know, the corporate credit cards, stuff like that. But even then, we still had people doing it because, you know, some people just weren't aware that they had to go through us, right? And so um, what we ended up doing there is, you know, afterwards is, you know, depending on the cloud provider, we would get a report from the cloud provider on a monthly basis or so uh, saying, hey, you know, you have these people opening, um, you know, accounts with us with an intel.com address, right? And then we would go after those guys and say, hey, we noticed you have a, uh, you know, public cloud account uh, with your Intel email address. And, you know, if it's official, you know, please go through us. And this is how you do it. This is how you convert it. Things like that. So, so, uh, it so was the, very in the beginning. So the cloud service providers, they're pretty, pretty helpful with this. They would give you all that information. Some are, uh, some not, uh, you know, so, you know, um, some will, will give us a report. Some are, you know, some will not. So the way we, uh, we are, um, you know, combating where we cannot get that report is, uh, you know, we have all of our, um, you know, cloud providers using a central identity provider. And we do a report out through the, you know, our identity provider and, uh, you know, with, any, with the Intel email you know, address. And that way, and we compare that against our, our official sanctioned, uh, you know, accounts. And that way we could identify the discrepancy and go after those accounts. Oh, very, very cool. So that's, that's a tip. That's a great tip for, our, our customers are out there that do have the wild west. They have a Darren on their team like me. That's yeah, I can do whatever I want in the cloud with my personal credit card. So there are some options there. You can go out and. Right. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, instead of just using a stick, we actually, you know, um, for us, you know, we want to offer a carrot as well. Right. We want to um, make sure that, Hey, if you go through us, 
you know, you're going to get these benefits, right? I mean, we don't want to just say, oh, you, you know, you, you're violating a policy if you don't want to go, go through us, right? So, if, you know, for example of carrots is that, you know, we tell them, look, if you go through us, you're not just getting an account, public cloud account, but you're getting an account that has monitoring and security, security and minimum security standards in place. So you are compliant with our Intel's information security policies. Uh, you know, you cut you, you you're also getting things like enterprise support that we have already negotiated, you know, a contract with. So they're, you know, they're getting a better SLA for their support. They're getting, you know, training that we, we have negotiated contracts with, you know, things like that. So we try to offer, you know, not just a, a stick, but also, you know, a lot of benefits for having a centralized, uh, you know, a cloud broker management team that manages all the public cloud accounts. Great. So, so Kevin, what, what about the, you know, how did you guys get the word out? You have the carrot and the stick, the stick, that one's an easy one, right? Someone does something bad. You call their manager and bam, bam, bam. But the carrot's a little bit different, right? Because you're trying to pull people in. What, what kind of, you know, what kind of campaigning did you have to do internally or was it just a mandate from above? How, how did that work? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, right? We definitely need to have the governance. Governance is key with all of it. You need to have a kind of a top-down approach of this is the way it will happen. You know, you must use IT to get all of your accounts and whatever that is. But we also uh, ended up building a, what we call our cloud COE or our, our cloud center of excellence, right? So this is a community-based forum internal to Intel that we ask everybody to join into when they get their cloud accounts. And it's really grown over the years where we had you know, you know, 50, 50 accounts at one time, and now it's, you know, close to a thousand accounts, but they're all basically all these people are joining the communities and providing feedback. Hey, I've seen this before. I've seen that before. And it's really grown from the grassroots, um, you know, side of things. Right. So that's really another benefit of the, having the brokerage team is we sort of lead that community of ex um, excellence and, you know, help the, the group grow and get more information out to people. I, I love that grassroots movement because that's really where things will move much faster, right? Absolutely. And because what I think what, I've talked about this in the podcast before, cloud moved the um, shadow IT out of the shadows and into the cloud, right? Before I would hide my machines under my desk, right? To run my own IT under my desk. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and, you, and now it's up in the cloud and it's easy because it's a you know card swipe. Yeah, um, but it's also it's also a big thing for you know a lot of the developers and and, and people that use the cloud, they just want to use it, right? They I don't they don't really know about the security of it or or how to save money or they just want to they just want to do what they want to do, right? So it's very you know like I said wild wild west, but by having the brokerage team help people rein some of that stuff in and put the I like to use the terminology of a sandbox. I give you a sandbox and I put all the toys inside of that sandbox, but I keep you in there. I don't, I don't really let you kick sand outside <laughs> of the sandbox and play with all the other toys that are outside there that may get you in trouble, right? That sort of thing. So it's really providing the developer community with safe, secure accounts and the ability to use the cloud whenever they need to, but put all of the information to them in their, in, you know, in front of them. And try and not get in their way, right? That's why they Absolutely. do the shadow IT in the first place. Yep. I, I, very cool. Now, the cloud brokerage team not only managed uh, the contracts 
and attracted people through the portal. But you guys also came up with some additional services that you provided, right? More carrots, more ways of of utilizing clouds more effectively and bringing more people into the cloud brokerage uh, offerings. Yeah, I mean, so by having a you know um, a cloud you know a brokerage team, what we found is that you know um, different you know you have if you if you count the available services across public cloud providers, there's hundreds of services available, and they're always you know um, you know releasing new services and capabilities. Right, it's very hard for business uh, business groups to have you know, um, expertise, maintain expertise on all of those services across multiple cloud providers, right? And so by having a team, a cloud central cloud broker team uh, that is focused on public cloud that are, are able to keep up with the knowledge, they're, offer, they're able to offer the guidance when business partners come to us uh, to say, hey, here's an application we have, here's our workload, where is the best place to land it, right? We're able to guide them, uh, select the right, not just, uh, you know, the right, you know, uh, the cloud provider, but also, you know, uh, what is the best services for them to use, you know, for their, their workloads, right? And we're also able to offer, you know, cost optimization and, and the security and the privacy challenges they have to go through because we have a you know deep partnership with information security, uh, you know, et cetera. You know, we're able to guide them through all of that, you know, uh, that that maze and and be able to you know offer them a, a secure, uh, cost-effective solution in the public cloud. So you you guys actually spend time with the individual group looking at their workload. Yes, yes. Not oh, every yeah. single one, but for larger ones. Yes, for larger definitely. ones. And we make ourselves, even for smaller ones, uh, we make ourselves available for consulting. So, you know, there is, they, they could go to our, our service uh, a ticketing system and submit a ticket and request a consulting with us. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah, no, it, it, that's really where it grew to. I mean, Dave and I first started this years and years ago, but, um, you know, then every time anybody gets a, got a cloud account in, in the past recent years, it's always go, go to Dave and Kevin and figure out, Hey, here's my design. Here's what I want to do. Is this the right way to do it? Uh, and then, you know, and sometimes we would, we would know about it and sometimes we wouldn't, but we had all the resources at our fingertips to be able to direct people to the, to the right place, right? Truly brokering, you know, the workloads to whatever services they wanted, they wanted to consume. So bringing in expertise from big data or from, you know, from, from AI or whatever it is, we could broker the, the customer to the right people, whether it's from the vendor or from other teams inside of Intel, we were able to provide that to them because they were all coming through this central funnel. So that's the key, key to this brokerage is that people are coming in through a central funnel, you know, and, and you can redirect them to the right place and people don't have to search everywhere across your internal network to, to find resources. So I, there's a couple interesting things that if I if I drew this all together, consolidation of one of contracts, managing all the contracts with the cloud service providers, right. providing a kind of best practices um, through the community um, of excellence, right? The cloud right. Um, yep. community of excellence or center of excellence, I guess. Um, yeah. And and the best practices you guys help so many different people. That you were able to to learn and grow, you know, and help lots of people through the organization. So, these cloud brokers are really, really important. It sounds.
It's really been a, um, you know, one of the biggest benefits that we had of going to public cloud is building this organization of brokers, because like you said, it's, you know, the knowledge that we gain as brokers by bringing in a vendor and, and then the vendor telling us how to do something, we gain that knowledge. And then we can then pass that on to the next group that comes in with the same type of question. Or we've, we've generated, I, I don't know how many hundreds of pages of wiki documents <laughs> that Dave and I have written internally about, hey, here's a situation that has, we've done and here's the, the solution for it. Now it's documented and there's, you know, there's literally hundreds of, of individual wiki pages on, on how to solve certain problems in the cloud. You guys need to turn that into an ebook or something. Yes, yeah, the problem with that is it changes every day, right? All these cloud providers change yeah. their services, change how you consume them. There's a service that comes out or replaces another one. So it's an ever, you know, it's a living document, right? And that's why the so, wiki works so great. Uh, so th this is really interesting what you said there, because what that says to me is you can't just give um, someone on your team some cloud training for three months and they're done. Correct, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, it's, because it's, you you said it, they're always changing. Things are, yep. are very dynamic. So you really do need a dedicated person in your cloud broker team. Yeah, yeah. It's, an it's an interesting thing that you mentioned because we came from the enterprise world, right? Dave and I were, you know, we were enterprise people way back when. Um, and then when we started, you know, working on the public cloud, we really focused just on the public cloud. We, obviously, we had the enterprise background. But it was really a, a dedicated position that we took to to go work in public cloud and then learn it and 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 teach people about it and whatnot. And it was it really separated enterprise from um, from the cloud. Um, some organizations that I've worked with have have kind of married the two, right? Where the enterprise people now go play in the public cloud, um, but that's not always the case. Some some companies separate the two, so that that is a choice that you make when you're when you're going to this this cloud journey. Is do I keep the team? the enterprise team intact or do I, you know, do I merge it with the, the enterprise team should do cloud things as well. So it's, that's a different, different conversation for sure. And, you know, um, as our public cloud usage grew across multi-cloud providers, you know, Kevin and I not only, um, you know, focused on public cloud, but we found that as our critical mass increased and as, you know, the maturity of cloud providers, uh, you know, they started offering, you know, massive number of services. Uh, we found that it was better if we focused on a particular cloud provider, right? So Kevin focused on AWS and, you know, we were still backup for each other, right? And so we still were backup, but um, but our primary was, you know, Kevin focused on AWS and I focused on, on Azure, right? And so that also helped a lot because that way, uh, you know, we were able to just kind of go do a deeper dive instead of just a surface level. We were able to you know, go deeper dive into technologies, servicing capabilities that a particular cloud provider, uh, you know, uh, offered. And we were also able to have a better relationship uh, you know, now, like, for example, you know, uh, Azure would be, you know, they, their team would, would contact, Microsoft team would contact me for anything related to, to Azure, and I'm able to be that one source, uh, you know, be point source person. And same thing for Kevin with, with, with uh, you, know, uh, you know, Google and, 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 you know, AWS, et cetera, the other cloud providers that we have. So it, it made, you know, as, as that, you know, critical mass and maturity uh, grew, we felt even specializing in, in, in a particular cloud provider helped a lot that's a that's another good tip right um and i thought i think it's interesting too why why did you guys make a decision to go with multiple cloud offerings instead of just one i know why i would but what drove intel into saying well we're not just going to use one cloud service provider we're going to allow to 
their teams to use multiple. Yeah, I mean, the, biz the business really drove a lot of that for us too, right? The okay. business groups would come in and say, hey, I want to use, you know, you know Cloud Provider X. I want to use Amazon. I want to use Azure. And we didn't really necessarily tell people no. We just wanted to make sure that they got their accounts and their, and their things and they were getting it secured. They're getting the price, the price that, you know, we negotiated. And we want to make sure they were, they were in their sandbox, as I kind of mentioned. We do have certain workloads that work better with different providers, and we provide that consulting services. Um, some of the enterprise services work better with with uh, Azure and, and Microsoft. Some of the some of the developers are really builders, right? They want to build it from the ground up, and they love using the you know the Amazon interfaces and and putting all the building blocks of Amazon components together. Uh, some people just like things right out of the box too. So uh, it's, it was just a variety of, of the business groups that they you know we we basically wanted to provide them whatever they wanted, uh, so we didn't really restrict people. Now, some of the decisions are uh, more, uh, you know, a little bit more simple uh, in terms of like uh, in the beginning, at least uh, when uh, it wasn't uh, all, you know, always the same level playing field between the cloud providers. Uh, you know, some cloud providers were very uh, aggressive in their, uh, you know, multi global, you know, data center offering, et cetera. Right. And so they, they had data centers across many different regions globally. Some did not, et cetera. So if we had, you know, workloads where we, you know, there were regulatory and compliance reasons to have for, for data sovereignty, et cetera. And, you know, there simply wasn't a particular data center available on a cloud, one particular cloud provider that drove, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, that, that a, a workload to one provider versus others in the beginning. And now that's not so much the case because most of them are pretty much, you know, equal in their offering, right? So there were some minor differences uh, in, in the past. And also uh, we had, you know, uh, obviously in the beginning, you know, uh, when we started, uh, we didn't have, you know, enterprise contract with everyone, you know, we had just one enterprise contract with a particular cloud provider and obviously you know uh, we, we we use them but once we started to see critical mass with other cloud providers we did you know have enterprise contract with others and now it's more of a you know equal playing field you know it's really interesting because as you were saying that i was thinking i thought a cloud broker was more of a technical position but it's not just technical it's, it's not just technical absolutely. it's business it's technical it you have to be kind of a jack of all trades, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, one yep. of the key things that, well, you know, uh, you know, I think we added value at Intel is that uh, in the beginning, you know, um, public cloud was, you know, um, you know, it was it was a, the, the scope from, you know, let's say security teams and networking teams, you know, they were, you know, they were, their scope was on-prem. And so public cloud was, you know, everything, anything related with public cloud was our team, right? And so um, once we started, you know, you know, uh, having more and more critical mass and, you know, we realized, okay, we got to secure this thing, you know, so we became the experts in, in security as well. We became the experts in networking as well. So what, by doing that, we were able to bring in and educate our networking teams and our security teams. And that way, they now expanded their scope from on-prem to now public cloud too. And, you know, so now they are taking ownership of, of, of security, not just on-prem, but in public cloud. And same thing with network and other teams, right? So by having that central cloud team, we are able to educate and expand the scope of our other organizations, you know, you know at Intel. Oh, this, this is great. I think the importance of this team cannot be understated because you're kind of the glue. 
Absolutely. The glue, yeah. the glue absolutely. That's what we were knowing, known for as we were called the glue, actually. That was the like cloud that glue. People use, yeah. But we're not going to call them cloud brokers anymore, people. It's cloud, <laughs> cloud glue, glue from now on. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and do something wonderful.